Hi there, this is Mike with a quick heads up. In my last podcast I did, the one entitled Three Worksheets to Help You Avoid Death by Meeting, we offered these three worksheets as a PDF and we had a tremendous response on that. If you would like those, I will put the link in this uh, video as well so that you can see it. But for those of you just listening on audio, that link is reachkeep.com slash worksheets. So it's just the word reachkeep and then .com and then slash worksheets, worksheets, not sheeps. That would be different. Uh, worksheets. And we are here to help you with those. And these will be helpful in this one, uh, this podcast that we're doing right here as well. The one death by deacon meeting. I'm sure they're going to be helpful to help you differentiate between the two styles of meetings that we uh, talk about in this one. So anyway, God bless you. And here it is. Let's get going. Today we're talking about death by deacon meeting, how pastors can better manage those governance style meetings right here on the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Mike Holmes here. Today we are coming to a very important topic uh, called Death by Deacon Meeting is the title. And some of you probably know what that means and you may have that fear. But we're going to cover governance meetings. Last time we covered management meetings. We're talking about now meetings with people that deal with governance. And many times in our churches, some of the most dreaded things are when we have to go into those big meetings where there are governing type of decisions, those bigger type of decisions going on and people who are used to making those type of decisions. So welcome to the Better Sundays podcast. We're trying to do our best to cover the useful and practical and really focused topics. And today we're going to try to answer some questions how you as a pastor can better run the types of meetings that deal with boards and bigger, you know, deacons, or sometimes some churches have elders or executive teams. There's a lot of different ways that those are run. But we're going to be covering all of that and really excited about uh, some of this. I've had a lot of experience traveled to churches, uh, the realm, uh, church realm for, uh, you know, my entire career. I have been in all sorts of meetings with different pastors. I've been intimately involved in many, many deacon meetings. I have been in some that where the deacons were afraid to say anything because what the pastor might say and some where the pastor's afraid to say anything to what the what the deacons and leadership might say i was in one where a guy the pastor said well the constitution says this and the guy threw the constitution grabbed it out of his hands and hit him in the head with it and said we don't care what the constitution says <laughs> and it was like oh my we've had some wild ones so anyway i want to give you what it should look like in a properly run meeting and sort of the bigger picture of it and then what some things shouldn't look look like. And those will be kind of towards the end. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Got some notes here and want to go through a couple different things for you. Um, governance meetings are, are very important. Every organization needs to have some type of things, many required by law to have directors or, you know, deacons or administrators or some type of, of governance type people involved. 
And there has to be times when we meet with those. So there are governance meetings. There are also what we call management type of meetings. And I'm kind of breaking this into real two simple categories, maybe a touch oversimplified, but there are both of these. So you have a time when you are going to govern and talk about some uh, very important, bigger topics, and then management is a little bit more hands-on and tactics, uh, governance a little bit more strategy, uh, those kind of things. So let me say what I, what is the problem, I think, in many cases, that you have some people that really, in a, especially in a small church, some people wear both hats. In other words, they're they're involved in a, a, you know, a governance type thing. They're a deacon, they're an elder, they're a leader of some sort, but they also are some school teacher or their wife teaches the kids and some of that. And so there's sort of that type of thing. And through that, we can end up with a lot of power plays, a lot of political stuff, uh, you know, a lot of uh, situations here, um, you know, where there's, uh, you know, control issues kind of going on. And let me say something right off the bat. I cannot solve all of those, those kind of things. If there's some inner things and some things been brewing for a long time and man, there's a lot of deep, deep seated power struggles. Uh, I, I can't solve that, but this could help. In other words, I think some good leadership, and I'm speaking of pastoral leadership here, a point leadership person, a good point leader can work their way through that. And it starts with the differentiation between governance and management and really making that that clear that there are to be two different uh, two different kind of categories. In my notes, I wrote a couple of different things. One is that governance meetings often are way too frequent. And uh, they meet frequently because uh, sometimes they, they had to at certain times, and now they kind of got used to meeting. And the more that you have governance people meeting frequently, the more that they start to kind of micromanage and, and work their way down. And what I think a wise leader needs to do is to take those, and, and the frequency is okay, but need to split the concept where we talk about governance in this meeting, we talk about management in this meeting. Now, for the last three or four weeks on the podcast here, the Better po- Better Sundays podcast, we've been covering, uh, co- covering, uh, we've been covering how to do some of the management style things and the communications that need to happen at that management level. I promised that we'd get into the governance side, so we're kind of kind of split these two in half. But I think that right off the bat, letting a wise leader is going to say, we have this issue we need to talk about. We need to talk about, you know, real nuts and bolts every Sunday by Sunday things. And then we have some things over here we need to talk about, which are more what I would call like season by season type of things. And if you can divide those two, I think that that's a great way. I'll give you a couple tips on how to do that here. Uh, in just a in just a little bit, uh, there's obviously going to be some overlap in some of that. So uh, let me tell you what governance meetings should look like. Uh, you know what they don't, and then we'll cover what they don't look like. So when I talk about a governance meeting, we're talking about really several things. We're talking about what I would call big budget big calendar and big people. Okay. That may sound kind of funny, uh, but it makes it all rhymes that way. Okay. So big, um, the, the big budget things, the big dollar type things are covered by governance. I mean, major purchases, major additions to the, uh, to the budget, big calendar items are, you know, directional type of things, things that cover big seasons, kind of where, uh, where we're going to some of that. And then, you know, big people, which would be dealing with big hiring issues and, and other things that have to do with people. So let me go through a couple of the, what it looks like. First of all, uh, the, the, the big budget, it, if you are a governance person, you need to be dealing with annual 
type of budget meetings and not like how much were those paper clips and how much are we buying donuts for? And boy, that water bottle's cheaper if you buy it over at Sam's Club rather than over there at Costco, uh, you know, that type of thing. Uh, you need to, as a wise leader, you need to make sure that you kind of keep people onto the bigger things and you need to have bigger but projection. So annual is the smallest that you deal with. And then moving into, of course, you know, f- five-year plans and some of those things along that line. Uh, it also deals with big budget, also deals with trends. And this would be, this can be within the calendar year, but it's where you're starting to trend downward or you're starting to trend upward in some certain areas. You might see, you know, some, uh, you know, regular tithing, giving, maybe dipping down, but maybe missions is kind of going up, uh, you know. So those would be things that would be discussed at a bigger level and the reasons for those and the trajectory for some of those uh, that you can be involved in. Uh, major capital type of projects would be discussed in a in a governance meeting. It's like we really got this need for this addition, uh, this big thing. Not little things, not like, wow, we need to get some more ballpoint pens or we need to buy another whiteboard or things along that line. Try to keep those and steer them towards the bigger things. And a wide leader is going to be talking about larger budgets, the longer term, the bigger trends, and the bigger projects. That's where you're going to go. If you go into a meeting and you just have questions as a pastor and you're just talking about, hey, my cell phone plan needs to be moved up so I can get another little gigabyte here or whatever, you know, little things, then they will manage downward. They will come down and, and start to manage at that level. Many leadership teams will start to do that if you do that. But if you let, if you go into the the minutiae. You have to, at your meetings, talk about bigger things. Where are we going in five years? I mean, it's just a big, that's a big question. Just start right up. Hey, what do you think we're going to look like in five years? You know, if we continue to grow, if we continue to do this, we have a trend that's going this way. Where do you think that trend is going to go? Is it going to flatten out? I mean, are we seeing some changes here? Are we picking back up? All of that, those questions need to be raised by a wise leader and because you're dealing with bigger budget uh, type of things. Uh, this would also include, uh, you know, if you're going to be adding on, and this kind of gets into the people when they overlap a little bit, um, but if you're going to be hiring, you know, and you need more salary packages, you need more, uh, you need to put some more people on, uh, you know, those kind of things at, at the, the higher, bigger level. So bigger budget is something that a leadership team needs to talk about a governance team needs to talk about is big budget. They also need to talk about what we call bigger calendar items. And again, these would be these general directions that we're going. It's like, hey, our food ministry really is going well. We're reaching a lot of people. We're touching a lot of folks through this this counseling direction. This is some, some good stuff. Do we need to add some things in the calendar? Or do we need to take some things out of the calendar, bigger things that we've always done because they're not really where we need to be going? Or we've kind of had to put a lot of sideways energy into those things. Are there some major events that we need to kind of look at or major trends? And this is all deals with the idea of big calendar. Uh, most churches have just gone through uh, some of this with the whole COVID uh, type of thing. You know, do we kind of need to move a little bit more online and be able to meet our needs of our people that can't come because we can't all be here? And now, 
what we're seeing is churches are trying to say, hey, we need to get the, <laughs> we need to go the other direction. We need to get to all the people that we, we took care of online. We need to get them back in and start to work on, on some of that. So these are some bigger type of things. And what would we do? What are some bigger things? And this is where, and you might need to go back and listen to a little bit of this uh, from earlier in this uh, podcast season, uh, see, number one, two, three, four, five, right through there of season five, we dealt with vision. Vision is always tied to calendar. It's always tied to something that you're going to do. It's a vision of people and where they're going to be. So it's the B part is where they're going to be is the calendar. So we need to talk about that. And you need to get good advice, good counsel. And that's what, what is there. And many times you go into those meetings and say, I need some counsel. I need some advice. I need some stuff. Here's kind of where we're going. Big budget, big calendar. The last one here is what we call big people. Okay. And this would be the things that need to be discussed. At, a, at the bigger top level of, of where people are going. So uh, if, if you're the senior leader, uh, we'll put it this way. If you are the senior leader, probably pretty good chance you were hired. Okay, I don't like to use that word sometimes, but you're called to that church. You know, you were voted in. You were, you know, kind of nominated by a group of guys, which pretty good chance are these governing people, or at least quite a few of them be the same. And they brought you in. So they have kind of held that church together for a while. Now they've kind of hired hired you. Those are big things. That's a position they're kind of used to, dealing with bigger personnel type of issues. If you're going to be putting on another person at some level, uh, and I'm not talking about just Sunday school teacher, but a bigger uh, you know, paid person, there may be some discussion, where are we going on this salary package? And you might need to be kind of setting money aside for that, where it overlaps with the, with the, big, uh, uh, the big budget thing. So um, there are also with HR, what we call human resources, but also with the HR side, the big people, is there are issues where I have a, a there's a person in they're not doing well spiritually and we need to talk about you know the process of spiritual discipline and you know uh, removing them from the church or you know whatever there can, there can be that kind of stuff and I hate it that we have to go through that every church has been through some of that where there's a disgruntled member or a bitter person or or there's been a major moral failure at a certain level and you just have to say this person can no longer be a teacher at this level or help at this level that's the kind of stuff you want your governing board to help you with and as a pastor I'm so thankful, you know, for deacons and guys that have helped me through some of those difficult things and have had sort of that moderation and that wisdom and the the wisdom that comes from the gray hairs, you know. Uh, that has been good, but dealing with any kind of impropriety or, uh, you know, uh, the abuse thing, or if you need to fire somebody, lay them off, whatever the terminology is, all of that is what a governance board needs to do. Now, what does a governance board need not to do? Okay, let's, let's get into that. And again, taking some leadership. And as the point leader, and I speak to a lot of pastors here, talk to them all the time, uh, you're going to have to kind of shape some of your people. I want to give you a good book reference to go to, and I'll put a, a, a reference to it up here on the screen. I've read it multiple times, went through it, I've taught out of it, a lot of different things. But it's a, it's a book called Sticky Teams. 
Sticky Teams. And it's written by the same guy that wrote Sticky Church, and his mind, his name is escaping right, right at the moment, but I'll put it on the screen. Um, but anyway, Sticky Teams, and it talks about the good the ideas of some of these governance ideas and how to management teams here, governance teams here, and you know how to how to separate the two. Um, but remember, people, you manage things, but you lead people. And if you are going to be uh, you know doing the budget and all that kind of stuff, there's a lot of that stuff that, that needs uh, this oversight of governing godly, bigger, longer-term thinking type of people and praise God for those people and make sure you compliment them. But there are some times when they start to do things. They get a little bit more into the day-to-day or what we would call Sunday-to-Sunday management, and they get into, uh, instead of just looking at the season-to-season, they're kind of looking down to -to Sunday-to-Sunday, and that can kind of clog things up. And and I wanted to give you a couple of tips that I wrote down uh, concerning this. So, what it doesn't look like is this uh, is the over analysis uh, on the financial side. If you have a, uh, a, a any type of budget or whatever, there's probably some kind of a spending cap there, and you want to like I can spend this much without you know going going this far, whatever. Those are good things. Make sure that you get those. Make sure you honor those. And if you think those need to be raised or changed, those are some good discussions at the government thing. But also, it's like if somebody says. Uh, Hey, you know, you bought the wrong kind of toothpicks or the wrong kind of plastic silverware, or whatever. It's like, uh, you know, they just need to, you need to be very respectful. Say, you know, that's just a decision I made. And I, you know, that's just the way we go. We'll consider it later. But, uh, you know, here we go. We, we, we can't analyze all those things. We don't need to have over analysis of every dollar over the entire year. You don't, budget meetings don't need to go into all the type of stuff. Um, nor does the bookkeeper need to, you know, know, spend way, uh, way too much time, you know, on the, the protocol of like the receipts aren't perfect or this or that. I mean, you got to do things right and decently and in order, but you need to make sure that it doesn't become kind of this ab- abusive type of thing that really squashes you. And like uh, going into the meeting, you don't have the original receipt and, you know, you're fearing for your life, uh, you know, as you go into that meeting, that is not a good thing. Let me say something. There will always be tension in the money department. And there's going to be people like yourself, the leader that wants to spend money on evangelism and, you know, adding this and fixing this and more promotion here and more of that there. I was always that way. And I was always at odds with the bookkeeper that said, hey, we don't have enough. We got to have it. We got to have to kind of have it down. We got to slow down a little bit. And let me say something. We have a, a little saying around here we learned uh, that is a tension to manage, not a problem to solve. In other words, the bookkeeper can't win and you can't let the, the guy that wants to spend all the money money win either or you won't have any money left or the bookkeeper would would say you know you can't spend anything and then you wouldn't have any people you wouldn't have any evangelism you wouldn't have any you know stuff to bring people in it's kind of like uh uh, the janitor tension. The janitor tension with the program people. Program people want to use the building. Janitor people want to keep it clean. There's always a tension there to manage uh, because if the janitors win, they're going to lock the doors and no one ever use the building. It is it stay clean in there and straight. No one to mess with anything. But that doesn't work. And the program people can't just destroy things and walk out either. You have to learn to work together. And I'll, I'll give you a couple t- tips here in just a second on working to working together on how to make some of that happen. 
So big budget stuff, make sure that you, that there's not an over analysis. And uh, you, if that happens at the very beginning, you probably just need to say, you know, I, I don't think I need to do an analysis that far. We need to talk about this bigger thing. You know, try to get the I want you to help me in these bigger things, not on these little things. And I'll be cautious with the money. I won't spend a lot of money in the wrong way. But let's talk about the trends that are going on and try to direct your people. And very much, uh, pastors, you need to train your board and make them uh, what, what they need to be. On big calendar, it's, again, the micromanaging of, of uh, all the workers, all the schedules, all the way people dress, the day-to-day stuff. You know, uh, there can be way, you know, way too many meetings. And, and when you have too many meetings, you have too much time to do all that. And I'll give you the recommendation here in just a minute for that. Uh, but always, you know, checking up all that over, uh, over analysis on the calendar, that type of thing. And with, with the big people, what it doesn't look like is approval of of every single volunteer at every level. You know, it's like you as the pastor, you need to say, hey, I'm going to use this person here. I'm going to start them here in this class, start them here, start them here, start them here. And unless there's some giant moral, uh, you know, scenario that was going on uh, that you've been warned about, you probably your board needs to let you pick your Sunday school teachers and kind of uh, get those people kind of move in the right direction. And you need to train those, those people as well. So, um, here are the, here are my tips kind of to make these things work better. And again, the first thing really is dealing with this idea of set, you need to start to separate that, the, the content here. So you, what I call rotate content. And so the way you would do that is you would say, Hey, next week. And if you have, if you have uh, meetings, like, you know, say every other weekend say, Hey, next Sunday after church deacons, we're going to be talking about some management things. I really need some help in some tactics. We're going to talk about how to run this Christmas program coming up or how to do this or that. But the next week after that, I would really like to cover the annual budget and some trends that I see. So you, you, you rotate your content. You say, I'm going to do this, and then the next time we're going to be kind of covering some of that. And try to steer that the best you can. Uh, the second thing, which is sort of part of what I just said, is you, so you set the agenda. So you create an agenda, and you, you, know, you like get yourself a piece of paper, and one, two, 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 you, know, you have these things that we're going to talk about. And you try to make sure you make it obviously all the way through the agenda. We talked about how to run meetings last time. Um, but make it through, but then make sure that you are covering the things that you need to cover. And just say, look, as your pastor, as your leader, as the, the guy that's up here, I, I have to kind of coordinate with the Sunday school teachers, and I have to coordinate with the Christmas program and this and that. And I really need to spend this next week, this next meeting, talking about these type of things that are more management things, more little things, more tactic things. The next time we meet, could we please talk about uh, the, some larger trends and some things that we see going? So, uh, so uh, rotate your content, set your agenda, and then be real open about this idea of leading and managing and letting your people know. And again, I believe this is the place where you need to train your your people that there are categories that we're going to cover now and we're categories we're going to cover later and we don't need to have a three-hour meeting and try to get them all done we need to kind of split these things up i think as far as governance type of things that a maximum of four times a year for major governance big 
things uh, can can happen. Smaller meetings with some of these people, uh, you know, can happen a little bit more of the management type stuff. That can happen on the other four times out of the, the year. If you try to line up with a monthly and the first thing of the month or whatever, you suddenly will be into the 12 times a year no matter what or, God forbid, the 24 times. I don't know how I would run a church if I was in 24 deacon meetings in, in a year, okay, where we were spinning wheels and not getting getting things accomplished. Now, believe me, our church has way more than 24 meetings, uh, 24 meetings in a year, but they're all differently focused. They have different focus on different things, and you have management people, you have director people, and you have governance type of people, and you want to make sure that you try to meet with the with the right kind of people. One more tip that I'll give you that will help the, the governance people understand that sometimes we need to talk about management type things and, and more tactics is if you are doing, if you're rotating your meetings and you are getting ready the next week to, you know, or the next month to meet on this, uh, you know, the ideas of let's talk about Christmas program. We always use that for an example, the Christmas program, and you're wanting to get some ideas from them and they're deacons and kind of big calendar. You want to kind of get a couple of the big things in. We're going to do a candlelight service or whatever. Ask them and, and, and invite some people into that meeting besides the governance people that have skin in the game, that are workers in that type of meeting. So they, they're the children's workers, they're parents, they're you know, people that are working with the preschool, and, and they would have a lot of input on how to run a Christmas program. And when you start to do that, the governance people start to see, hey, this is important. They have very legitimate questions about how to handle the little children and how to get the parents up and down and move this and that and have let people take pictures during our Christmas program and what time, what Sunday are we going to do it and what fits good with the school schedule. Sometimes our governance people don't necessarily think of all that. And when you start to add some of those people into that type of discussion, they start to understand that they have to take off one hat and put on the other. And then before long, you can make it to where it's like, hey, guys, this next meeting, I really just need all the, the tactic people, the Sunday school people, etc. cetera. Uh, you're welcome to come if you'd like. But the next meeting, we're going to be talking about that five-year budget. So make sure you're ready for that one. And you start to move people into the two different categories. So I hope this has been a help to you. I call it death by deacon meeting because there are there are some people that absolutely fear these meetings. And let me say something. You don't have to live this way. You need to be a strong leader and you need to kind of give your direction and you need to kind of bear your soul and say, hey, we really, I see a need here, you know, to have two different kind of styles of meetings. And uh, I'm not excluding anybody. I'm not pushing anybody out. And I want everybody, I want wisdom at every level. But I, I can see a difference between this and this. And I really need to make sure the right people are here because we don't want to mess this up. And it's one of those thoughts that I'll leave with you is the idea of God has given you an opportunity. He's given you a local church. He's given you a community to reach. And he's done it with me, and I think about it all the time. I don't want to mess this up. I'm going to learn how to run meetings. I'm going to learn how to do all the things I need to do. I'm going to learn how to do promotion. I'm going to learn how to you know, do Facebook ads. I'm going to learn things. I'm going to learn how to reach people. I'm going to learn how to counsel. I'm going to learn 
all the different things I need to because God's given me a great opportunity, and I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to bury my talents. I want to use my talents, and I think that you do too. And so I just want to leave that with you. Let's not mess this thing up. Let's really move forward, and I trust and I pray that you will have great meetings and will not die <laughs> in, your, in your deacon's meeting. You will not experience death by deacon's meeting. So anyway, don't forget to hit the thumbs up uh, thumbs up button. Push that button for me. And if you've never subscribed, we got some great stuff like this comes out all the time every week, and I would love for you to be one of my subscribers. Uh, I'm trying to reach 1,000 subscribers uh, by the end of the year, which is a very lofty goal, and I'm going to need help from folks like you. So you can hit the little subscribe thing, and that will definitely uh, be a big help. And then these will show up a little bit more in your feed, uh, however all that subscription stuff works. I do know if you hit that little bell, it will uh, send you a notification uh, that the next one is up. So anyway, thank you so much for being with us. Mike Holmes, founding pastor here at Sinclair Baptist at richkeep.com. And thank you for joining us here on the Better Sundays podcast.